Hi, I'm Art. And I'm Daddy. Welcome to the Confusion Podcast. Dad, I'm perplexed. What's happening? What is Bitcoin? Oh, that's a good question. Bitcoin is a digital currency. What, do, what does that even mean? Well, so, you know currency, right? Yes. Like, like US dollar. Like US dollar. Okay, so US dollar is, it's actually paper money, right? Right. Um, a digital currency is a currency that basically is just, it's not physical. It basically is just recorded under your account on a computer network, which says that you have so many Bitcoins. Right. But okay. you don't carry them in your pocket or anything. Okay, so so basically like you have an account on the web. Yeah. So, you know, you know PayPal, right? Yes. So in PayPal, you basically have money in your account. And then when I give you, when I transfer that money to you, it gets transferred yeah. to your account. Now, PayPal is not fully digital because when I transfer money because to you, US dollars. you are still getting US dollars, but my bank is giving to your bank. Okay. Right. Or something like that. In the In the world of Bitcoin, it is completely digital and it's actually a lot more complicated but but does that make sense right okay so in bitcoin you're not trading us dollars but you're trading bitcoins exactly it's a different form of currency now okay. us dollar is just one currency right in india they use the indian rupee in mm-hmm. mexico they use the mexican pesos right mm-hmm. there are hundreds thousands of types of currencies in the world and there right. have been thousands of currencies in the world in the past mm-hmm. like thousands of years back they used to trade in seashells or something like that okay but over time they figured out that someone probably said that hey instead of trading in seashells or trading bread for eggs yeah why don't we print currency on paper so it'll be a lot easier for people to carry that currency in their pocket and use that right instead of saying oh give me eggs and i'll give you bread you would be like here i'll give you one unit of currency if you give me bread yeah and then at one unit of currency, you can trade away for eggs. Because let's say these two people, one of them doesn't have eggs, but you still want the eggs, so you can do it with the unit of currency. And with that unit, you can find another person who wants a unit of currency, and you can get the eggs. Exactly. It just allows you to make trade more yeah. efficient, right? Now, where does money get printed from? The U.S. government. Yeah, like ultimately the bank or, or some, yeah. some, some... Federal Reserve. Go- Federal Reserve in the U.S. now, right? some big authority is going to print this money mm-hmm. okay now what gives them the right to print this money nothing well how do they decide that they're going to print a million pieces of paper or everyone's okay with it so for the longest time the value was determined based on how much gold you have mm-hmm. right so gold is universally accepted to be the precious metal right okay and so if i want to print a thousand dollars worth of currency i have to give after deposit thousand dollars worth of gold in exchange and i say right. okay here's here are the gold coins and now in exchange i'm going to print so much currency right but didn't they like during the COVID 19 recession um like the one in 2020 didn't they like start printing money yeah so exactly so what happened was the federal reserve bank is mm-hmm. is is a relatively new concept i think it's like a 20th century thing okay, okay. Uh, before that every bank used to just print their own currency now, then the Federal Reserve came in and said, you know what? No, 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 we got to stop this. Okay, there's going to be only one currency. We'll call it the United States dollar and only the Federal Reserve Bank can print it. Wait, isn't that like what the Mint does? U.S. The, Mint? The U.S. Mint, yeah. That's where they print it, I think. Mm-hmm. But the system was that the U.S. can only print as much money as it has gold in its reserves. So if it wants to print money, right. it has to deposit gold in exchange. Yeah. And then in 1970, President Nixon basically said, you know what? Just screw with the system. 
we are just going to print as much money as we need and we don't care whether we have gold or not okay so then wouldn't a us dollar be worth less if you keep on printing more yeah if you just print like twice as much us dollar then like it divides by 2 yeah the value worth? of every dollar is worth less right yeah and and so that is the risk now why is the us able to do all this because they're the biggest thing in the world because they are considered to be the reserve currency of the world right which means it is the most important currency that every other country trusts right okay and so the us can do whatever they want mhm now the problem here is everyone believes in the us dollar mm-hmm. okay because everyone uses it yeah that's the most important thing believing in currency because ultimately if you go to the the toy store and give them a million dollars of your monopoly money will you be able to buy that toy um uh, nope why not because it's monopoly money so what it's cash it's currency it's not real money says who says the us i believe in it well if the toy if the toy store owner and you believe in it then yeah you can then do sure, it then sure right like so for a currency to be accepted everyone needs to believe in it right well, that's people the... part of the trade need to believe in it okay those two people part of the trade would believe in it but okay fine i'll give you that but my point is that the most important thing in a currency is that you should be able to trust it mm-hmm. okay um what else do you think is important for a currency to be valuable it needs to be like scarce it needs to be scarce it needs to be finite yeah it needs to be finite because then that that's what makes gold so valuable right because there's only so much right. gold that can be mined in this world if you can just create you know infinite amount of currency infinite amount of gold then then it's worthless it's worthless because there's just too much of it who cares mm-hmm. i don't need it it's yeah. easy to get it it's like a piece of dirt it's like snow outside right right it's not uh, like the world creates it for you yeah and what else do you think is important for a currency to be valuable so it needs to be believed in that's the first one you trust it and it needs to be finite and you can't be able to cheat on it or you can't cheat it yeah you can't you can't just make fake currency right if i can just print us dollars at home and just create counterfeit money then no one's going to believe in it right and so you have the federal reserve or whoever in uh, whoever makes sure yeah. that it's extremely it, hard don't some people like not believe in the us federal reserve because like what if someone in the federal reserve like wanted to cheat money and they have like all the materials right yeah like, so they can be like they, what if they're the people who like know how to print it and stuff so can't like they Cheetah? They could do it, yeah, and you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, they they obviously try to make sure that no one really gets access to all that material and all that right. printing, printing press to to print US dollars, but there is counterfeit money out there. Okay, mm-hmm. now the problem is that there are many people who don't want to believe in this system, because ultimately the system is controlled by one agency, right? Federal one Reserve. central, the the central authority of Federal Reserve Bank. Now, when a country is issuing currency. it's basically saying trust us this dollar is worth value and use it and keep it right and right. we will trust us because we will keep value in this currency now yeah. that works when things are going well but there have been many instances in the past where some countries have defaulted what does defaulted mean defaulted means a country borrowed money from other countries and was not able to pay back in which okay. case the other countries so has it like happened before Argentina in the early 2000s was not able to pay off its debt it defaulted and the Argentinian peso got devalued by i don't know 10 or 100 times so suddenly if you had a million pesos in your bank account and the peso is worth 100 times less the next morning you wake up you only have 10000 you only have 10000 pesos you just became poor by 100 times okay that actually happened again in Argentina 
two, two or three years back. It happened in Greece recently in 2014 or 15. Okay. So my point is that this federal, you know, central government backed currency so system. People from Argentina, wouldn't they like not trust um, the Argentina bank anymore? You know, who, you know who buys a lot of Bitcoin? People in Argentina, because they are like, you know, if I have money, I want to keep that money in Bitcoin and not in my local currency because I don't trust this government. Right. So is Bitcoin not controlled by anyone or centralized anywhere? Exactly. So Bitcoin, So let's talk about why Bitcoin, right? Like, so now we understand what the US dollar is. So what makes Bitcoin interesting is that it's decentralized. It's not controlled by a central agency. It's completely uncontrolled and distributed across. Right. So it's like computers doing all the stuff. It's yeah. So there are millions of computers on the Bitcoin network. Okay. Mm -hmm. And those millions of computers just make sure that every single Bitcoin that is being transacted, meaning when I give you a Bitcoin, all that information that I gave you one Bitcoin is being recorded on a public ledger, like a public file. Right. And that is being written to every one of these computers. Okay. okay, so everyone has a full visibility into Bitcoin's leaving account A and going into account B. Okay, so no what one can cheat What if someone it. like hack into the ledger and then change it? Well, so if you want to put any entry into the ledger... Okay, so you just delete stuff from the ledger? Well, so this ledger is being printed on millions of computers on the network. So you'll have to go and delete it from each of those computers across the network. That makes it very hard. So think about it this way, okay? Um, what's the character that you like? Steve. Who's Steve? From Minecraft. Steve from Minecraft. Okay, fine. So so Steve from Minecraft, right? Let's say you want to be you you want to declare to the world that your face, you are Steve from Minecraft. Okay. Right. Now Steve from Minecraft's picture is on like hundreds of websites, hundreds, uh, I don't know, millions of websites, millions of computers all over the world. Yeah. You'll have to go into every one of those computers and replace Steve's picture with your picture. Okay. And if you can do that, then you can cheat the entire world and say, oh, hi, Ari, I'm Steve from Minecraft. Well, do you think that's possible? I mean, probably you'd need like infinite computer power. You would need lots and lots of computer power to be able to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of the Bitcoin network is that if a computer wants to hack and change and update this ledger, they'll have to do it on 51% of the computers to make that change. Because if more than half the computers say that this is true, then the internet will accept it. Okay. okay. But today, no computer has the power, the computing resources, and the speed to be able to compete with 51% of the Bitcoin network. Right. So that is what makes it so secure is that, you know, instead of the US government saying, trust us, this money is safe, when you transact Bitcoin, the safety is ensured because it's so decentralized across. Yeah, and it's super hard. So, so from those three things we talked about earlier, where you need to believe in it, and you need it needs to be finite, and you can't cheat it. Well, cheating it would be really hard because we just talked about that, like millions of computers. And well, how do people believe in Bitcoin? Is it just because like everyone else believes in it? Yeah. So belief is basically it's belief, right? Like it's like some people believe in God, some people don't. So it's just a belief, right? It's how you feel about it. And so Bitcoin today, uh, the large majority of people don't believe in it. Okay. Very few people used to believe in it, but more and more people are starting to believe in, in this currency. And so it's still in the early days. It might take another, I don't know, 10, 20, 50, 100 years for it to become a currency that people really believe in and they're willing to accept it. So that's going to take time. But I will say this, a lot more people believe in Bitcoin today than they did back in 2008 when it was first invented. Oh, okay. oh do, do you know the origin story of Bitcoin? Nope. Oh, that's actually really cool. So Bitcoin was published 
in 2008 by a person called Satoshi Nakamoto. He published this paper that talked about this new technology called a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. It's called peer-to-peer, -peer, meaning person-to-person, person. Person to person, okay? Again, decentralized. And he came up with this idea of blockchain technology, which is this distributed computer system, which ensures that everything is going to be safe and secure and no one can hack into it, okay? Satoshi Nakamoto is not a real person, okay? We don't even know if it's a, if it's a guy or a girl or a group or a government. No one knows who this person is, okay? It's so just... Like some anonymous person that created one of the biggest currencies of the world. Well, created a currency in the oh, world that is now becoming thing. one of the very big currencies. Yeah. Right. Okay. So for the third thing, um, is Bitcoin finite? Yeah. So it's actually, so that's one of the amazing features of Bitcoin. The way it works is that every 10 minutes, or I don't know exactly what it is, but every time interval, certain number of Bitcoins are created. Okay. Right. And then after every four years, the number of Bitcoins created are halved. Okay. okay. So, so it's technically infinite, just it will be so, at one point, it could be so low that every million years, one Bitcoin is created. Yeah, so actually, you don't even have to go that far. It, it turns out that in 2140, so about 120 years from now, there will be no more Bitcoins being created. And the maximum of Bitcoins total created will be 21 million Bitcoins. Okay. How many are created today? Yeah, about, I think somewhere with around 18.5, 18.6 million. So we've done like a huge majority yeah, like almost 90% of Bitcoin has already been created, right? And over the next 120 years, only the last 10% will be created. So does that seem like a finite source yeah. to you? Yeah. It's very finite, right? And so that's the cool thing about Bitcoin is that it is a new currency that is not controlled by anyone, but controlled by everyone. It is to this date considered to be highly secure, really hard to hack into. It is trustworthy, okay? And it is fully finite. It's completely finite. All right, so does that make sense? Yep. So Bitcoin or gold? Bitcoin. Why? Because when more and more people start to believe in it, there'll be less and less Bitcoin in the world and the value will go up. Okay, and then what, why wouldn't the same thing happen with gold? Because gold's been around for 5,000 years or something and I doubt it would go up so abruptly. Hmm, interesting. Okay, we'll find out. So are you still perplexed? Nope. My perplexion got destroyed into bits and coins. I mean bits and pieces. <laughs> All right. See ya.